The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Tommy Dreamer, and Mickey James talk to your AEW owner and president, Tony Khan, but a must-listen interview to WWE Hall of Famer and legend, Medusa. Right now on the Busted Open Podcast. It is Women of Wednesday, and we are celebrating Women's History Month all month long. And we thought, who better than one of the most iconic history-making women in professional wrestling ever, legend, Hall of Famer, Miss Medusa, is here to celebrate with us. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, everybody. Great to see you. So good to see you. Wow. Look at Pioneer, this. Legend goat. Doesn't, <laughs> the do goat. Enough, doesn't do her enough justice. Mm, One of the well, best to called, ever do it. I've been called a few things, but I'll, I will I will take all of that. <laughs> well, wow. let me ask you a quick, really quick, because Medusa, obviously. There's nothing people... quick with you, Dave. There's nothing quick with you. She already well, knows the legend. Actually, of if, you, if you ask my wife, Violetta, she might disagree with you on that one. But, um, you know, when when you talk, when you hear people say words like legend, icon, icon like, how do you feel when you hear that? And, and like, you know, because you really are. And and I actually said it last hour on the show. As much as we say you're a legend, you're a Hall of Famer, you're an icon, I still kind of feel like in a lot of ways, you're underappreciated. I, I feel like when people talk about the all-time greats, you should be mentioned more. What are your thoughts on that? So first of all, love the T-shirt, because that's you. where it all happened. If we're going to speak legendary, uh, Vern Gagne actually gave me my first big shot, and he was so generous, so good to us women. And I say that because I made my very first $800 check with AWA wrestling Sherry Martell at the Cow Palace. Oh, so wow. that there s- starts the legendary purpose of why I got into wrestling. And that was to um, change the trajectory of women's wrestling, what I saw, what it was, which was great. Uh, women, let's just say woman, women pounding pavement, um, doing something that they loved. 
um, and earning the title to be legendary in the future. So mm-hmm. for me to follow their footsteps um, and become, you know, I feel a woman in this industry that was loud and um, made exceptional changes and stood her ground and kept her integrity intact mm-hmm. was one of my one of my main focuses. Absolutely. Yeah, I certainly think that you've done that. I think that you've gone above and are still doing that. Um, I see you all the time out there, but I, and I agree with David. I think that, you know, especially in today's, uh, you know, wrestling audience, there's not as many people who are familiar with the path that it took to get to where we are. And there's a lot of women being celebrated and, you know, you hear the word goat thrown around or you hear all of these things. And, you know, you look at the changes that you were making and the business was much different back then. And the women, like you said, they weren't highlighted, but there were some really incredible female athletes, but it was all about opportunities and and the way it was being presented. But I think that you always made it a point. Obviously, you were killing it. And, I, you know, there was a reason why you were of that star status. But there was also these moments that you created that are memorable moments from the trash can to still carrying your championship around, still the champ. Uh, I mean, still carrying your, yeah, the, still the champ, but all these things that people still can kind of go back to. But um, even in like, we had a conversation in an airport when I missed my flight, we were sitting there talking about just like how much the business has changed from then until now. And it's amazing, amazing to see. Um, but I wish more people were familiar with um, which now, you know, they can go back and watch a lot of stuff on Peacock and different things and people do some research, but I just wish people were more familiar with, you know, your work and, and, you know, your whole story, which is great because you have your book coming out, you know, you have your book out and all that other stuff. So, um, because it was so different then, you know, it really, really was, and it was far less opportunity and it was far less time and you had to make the most of every moment that you had out there. Mm, yeah, I mean, all of that. Um, we persevered. So right. I think every era has its niche and it has its purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, with that, we grow and evolve. So there's highlights and there's lowlights and mm-hmm. everything. And I feel that everyone that has stepped into the ring um, went in there for a purpose. Mm-hmm. If it was for their own gain or other purposes, um, then I'll be it. However, I truly believe that the majority, the vast majority of women that stepped into the ring had an agenda of wanting to make a difference and enjoy right. what they do. Right. So in a whole we're only as good as our team. So like Dave has here in his team, we're only as good as the equipment. We're only as good as the person speaking. We're as good as the people represent. And I believe that um, goes for wrestling as well, especially um, in an era of growing with women had to overcome a lot. And men do too, in so many Mm -hmm. ways, you know, um, I think we're losing a lot of our masculinity today and then the men, which is unfortunate, but that's another story. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Women, okay, I can just go on and on and on. I don't mean to keep over. No, you're, (laughs) no, this is all about you. We're celebrating you. 
Oh, hey, it um, just isn't about all about me. It's yes, about it everybody. Yes, we ma'am. bring on a woman uh, every Wednesday just to talk and celebrate them and give them their flowers because they all deserve it, especially, most especially you. You open the door for so many um, women. Hey, I wanted to ask you because I, I'm recalling and, and uh, you know, more reflective for my own career, but for you going to Japan for that first time, like I rem- like my daughters are in college and I don't hear from them like for a few hours and I start freaking out. And I remember I didn't call my parents for like 14 days because I didn't have a calling card. It was, we didn't have self like, like for you going there at that as an American in a foreign country, what was that like for you? Like, cause I mean, that's kind of where you really were became this trailblazer. Cause you were having mm-hmm. these amazing friggin' matches. Well, it's something that when I, thought about becoming a wrestler it's something i didn't grow up to say hey i'm going to be a wrestler someday like today um going back to what mick was saying uh mickey was like you know how women have you know overcome and evolved and changed and i think that um women back then it wasn't something that we always saw women doing so it wasn't something we thought hey this is really what i want to do and grow up and be but now more so it's looked at as a wonderful career and um, you see more and more younger uh, women wanting to become this. So when I stepped into it, I was thinking um, I'm putting myself through college to be a nurse. So I really wasn't thinking about becoming this wrestler. So once I decided to do this, I jumped both feet in, did my diligence, watched the VHS tapes mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the women from Japan I said, that's where I'm going to go. That's what I want to do. And that's exactly what I did. And how I did that was I didn't have anything in the States. I really didn't have a mom and dad figure. I didn't have any siblings. And so it was really easy for me just to pack up and go. Mm. I didn't have anything to lose. Mm. I had everything to gain. So um, it was awesome going over there. And um, intermittently about four to six times before I was offered the three-year contract on a handshake. And so that was the first of all firsts. And I opened it up with, oh, my gosh, there were some great women before me, Leilani Kais, all of them, you know, Mm -hmm. that really kind of paved the way for me. So when I did that, I just I thought this is this is the route to go and to get respect and to hone my craft And Mm -hmm. so doing that, I had more of a culture shock coming back to the States because I really learned what we were about as Americans. I love America. I'm American. I love everything about it. However, I learned that we are so arrogant and loud and boisterous and demanding. And I was like, wow, what a big difference from Japanese culture to America. And so I know that the fans change every two to three years. And I knew I needed to get back to the States and Mm -hmm. um, own my area and just reinvent Medusa and come back. And that's exactly what I did. So I didn't have a problem. I did phone calls come, you know, going back. I just, it was easy for me. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. I didn't know that Medusa. I didn't know that about you. Wait till you read my book. Oh, I, and I want to get oh, I want to get into good. your book. I'm gonna I get wanna, my signed copy in LA. LA. Yes, ma'am. Your book is down. There we go. Your book is coming out the 28th of this no, month. No, it's I already believe. out. It's out already. It's, 
been out for like three weeks. It hit number one. So I'm very Amazing. excited. And Congratulations. Thank you. And just think, guys, here's another thing, Mickey, that I think you really, uh, since we're celebrating women, is that I've done this on my own with some great people. One, I mean, a great publishing company, ECW Publishing out of Canada, and a great writer with me, uh, Greg Oliver. And Mickey, you know what is so great about this book? It's not just the book or the title or wh whoever wrote the foreword, which is uh, Paul Heyman. We'll get into that. Wonderful. Too. But um, is the fact that I don't have a machine behind me to promote it. Right. I don't have the WWE or the big right. whatever, which is a beautiful thing as well. I mean, it's it maybe it is. Oh, well, I don't have the machine behind me to promote it. So it would stay at number one or yes. whatever. For, it's going to fluctuate. It's going to yeah, fluctuate. I was happy but that it got there. So you fast, own you know, right all away. rights to your own story. That's your story. You own all the rights to it. So you don't have to pay a percentage to the machine, mm. the big percentage to the machine, I should right. say. Correct. Well, for you your, can use this machine. Story. You can use the machine of Busted Open. <laughs> you can always use this the machine. The number one sports show here on Sirius XM. So you could use our machine uh, to get the word out of this book because I think it's important. Um, and, you know, I haven't gotten my copy yet. I, I apologize because I've already ordered my copy, but it's not coming here until the 28th of March. So I thought that's when the book was coming out, but that's when it's actually no going to worries. to my home. No worries. But, People are already ordering it and they already get it a week later. So hopefully yours will come. Yeah, are I'm, you going to be in L.A. for WrestleCon? Yes, ma'am. Will I'll be you there. have the book with you? Oh, there's hundreds of being shipped. Yes. So Okay, good. Because uh, I'm going to uh, get my signed copy in person. <laughs> <laughs> thank you well, yeah. you're, i'm sure you're going to be selling it and i'll i'll be the first to if you have the time we're we're having our party at the whiskey a go-go on the sunset strip on april wait 1st. a minute are you Go really yep we're having our mm -hmm. we're having our party busted open party at the whiskey a go-go on april 1st. Uh, if that's an invitation i'm going well, you're yes. you're and you're welcome to bring your to you bring the books too and sell the books to our nation members if you want. That would be amazing. So, so you know, I mean, you know, bring a. I'm telling you, pack a lunch because there's going to be a yeah. big line of people wanting to buy your book. Yeah, you, saw, you sound just like my husband. So whenever my husband and I we get into this tit for tat thing, right? He'll be like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, you better bring a lunch," and I'm pack like, lunch. Well, "You better pack bring a lunch. dinner." Oh my god, so good. <laughs> but so you know, good. You, you mentioned something, and and it just came out that the the Bellas are are changing their names because they're no longer with the WWE. I'm gonna go back to what what was it 1993 when you went to the WWF. I gotta say, as a fan, I was so angry and so pissed <laughs> off when your name was changed, an iconic name already. You built a reputation. You built a name you know, in, in multiple companies. And then you go to the WWF and it's a lunger boy. I'm like, who is this person? Why? Well, that's not, that's Medusa. Like how difficult was it for you to build this name, to, to, to build a reputation and then go to the WWF and have to completely go under a, a different moniker. Was that difficult for you? Uh, no, I, I knew what, it would take to do so just building the Medusa brand and trademarking Medusa like 40 years ago was the smartest decision I did mm -hmm. and um, helping still to this day, helping kids in our business, educate them that trademarking is important. And so when 
we did finally speak, Vince and I, we knew that we had to come up with a name. He really liked Medusa. And I just, I told him over the phone, I said, no, I really don't want to use that. Oh, okay. I worked, I worked so hard for that. And I, I just, you know, I just, I didn't want to use it. And it went silent. And so before I was hired, I thought I was fired. And I thought for sure that was the end. But sure enough, he said, we'll come up with another name. So he basically let me choose the name and I I was thinking way ahead. I don't know how or why the capacity of my brain thinks this way, but it does. And I was like, okay, I want to be, because back then there was phone books. I was thinking I need to be in the front. So I'm always in the beginning of every book and magazine and I needed something second. So just in case they tried to change it, I would still be a little bit of secondary. And then I knew I wanted to be a champion. I know this sounds crazy, but I thought of, okay, Alundra Blaze Champion ABC. You can't get by with that. <laughs> and I thought this is so good. Wow. And he loved it. Alundra Blaze. That. Something very different, which the name Blaze stuck more than anything. Right. You and, know what um, I love? That the truth just was told. Now, Dave LaGreca has had hatred since 1993 at the WWE, at Vince McMahon. And just myself. Like, <laughs> just like he did uh, with the sale of Georgia Championship Wrestling and Jerry Briscoe cleared up. Dave's Whoa. all fired up. And then you just tell the truth. And I could just see his like soul <laughs> leaving. He had all these things <laughs> that he wanted to go at. And it was just like. Oh, it oh, was her choice. It was oh. her idea. I'm sorry, well, David. Think that you about it, David. Why would I want to give a man control over something I trademarked? Oh, this is fabulous. See, this is business. No, but you know what? No, but it. but see, no, the, your explanation and the real life story is I awesome. Is awesome, and I completely understand it. I took it. And this is. This is where sometimes you drank I'm a the blind. Kool Aid. You drank the Kool Aid. Yeah, I like the taste. Uh, <laughs> but you're a hundred percent right. All this time I was angry at the WWF because I was like, they made you change your name. You built up that name and they made you change it to hear. That's you give smart. The- yes. And, <laughs> and, and I love it. And this is another reason why people need to buy this book that's available now at amazon.com because you need to know the truth and why things have your explanation was amazing you worked your ass off that's exactly why you didn't want to let them use your name because once you let them use your name they now own your name so i I'll probably so a lot of wrestlers need to learn that lesson from they you do. that once you sign that deal once you sign that contract you are signing more than just your physical presence you're 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 really signing over your identity this is okay. Here's another little tidbit, but it's all in the book. So that's okay. the ongoing thing. Hashtag it's in my book. Damn it. You got to read it. So here's a little thing I'll tell you and share you that's in the book. But the reason why, not only because now, you know, kudos to the women that stuck it out during the whole exploitation of women during this time. However, I knew that the the view of women were changing and they're degrading and somehow, and that was my choice. I didn't want to continue to go down this route. So I, I chose, I said, you know, I just didn't like the way women were being represented, what we were promised or me personally in the WCW and it wasn't happening. So I just said, you know what? It's almost been 20 years. I'm out of here. The end of my contract is 2001. Um, I'm just, here's my notice. 
you know, peace out. I'm out, you know? So during that time when I wanted to leave in 2001, I got a little, you know, word that beforehand that Vince may be buying WCW, right? And I'm like, oh, hell no. I am not going to stick around and not give my notice and um, think that my name can be rolled over and used <laughs> into the WWE. And I'm like, that ain't happening. So I said, nope, nope, I'm out. Gave my you know letter and they, well, no way. Because hey, I was taking you, Medusa with me. When but you initially trademarked it, did you do the, I say it the pro wrestler way where you wrote yourself a letter um, the poor man's then, trademark, yeah. the poor man's copyright. <laughs> and then yeah. got it. That's what you did. What? Not, write yourself a letter. You write so, yourself. Oh, uh, oh, that, you write yourself that was a letter. Self that was a 90s baby. How yeah. old are you? How old are you? I just turned 52. Yeah, you're just a baby yet. So that's probably, yeah, 90s way. However, there's a little thing people don't know. If you even use uh, a name and it's not trademarked and you have... um kind of like what you said, maybe a letter, but uh, some type of usage of it showing that you've used it and someone uh -huh. else trademarked that name. I actually can go back and say this was in use and I've already was in the steps of trademarking this. Let right. me tell you, you would have a battle for your life and I probably would get that trademark over yours. Right, nice. right. Good Interesting. Stuff. Yeah, well, so it's very really sticky. Close. It's very sticky. Yeah, trademark i mean i i am familiar with trademarks and i agree you have to trademark your stuff it's interesting to me because i go like well even with the trademark and they owned it they wouldn't do just like an in a like while in use like while you were under contract they had the rights to use said trademark but they didn't own it um just because Correct. I you when, have to have that written in yes, yes you have to have that written in but most people don't think this is where we love wrestling and we just we're so hungry, just wanting to do whatever, you know, you don't think about these things until you realize or whatever. And I'm so great. I have my name trademarked as well, but and my logo trademarked and all those There's so many different steps. Yeah. You know why, though, is because I realized underneath one of my contracts that my real name was trying to be like as like ownership of my real name. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is on my birth. Like, this is my real birth name, which I was very fortunate to be able to use my real birth name. Um, but it, that's where I kind of flagged me and I go, wait, you can't own my real name. You can't own that. No. They so, can turn that anyway. into a character and trademark it and make it a character. Right. right, right. But well, they don't, nobody owns it. I own it, but okay. it's, but yeah. But because of forward thinking like that, and it's just like you were so smart to be able to do that in a time when people weren't thinking like that, Deuce. Oh, like, I was looked at like a clown and a like joke were, from the boys. Like, what are you doing? I mean, yeah. gosh, Mickey, back in the back in the day, I had, a, I had a promotional packet put together. Like I had my own business cards in the 80s and they were like, oh, who is she? Who does who she, does she think she, she is? is with a brain? How dare she? Mm. Medusa, um, if I could. Yes, get Tommy with the man bun. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, if I, I know you watch wrestling, you're very, very in tune. And I know you're not retired and you're willing to uh, still go out there and have one last match. But is there only fits with you and kick your ass and some. Okay. Yeah. Nope. 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 I will allow that. Um, me and Mickey are tagging. You could, we could always get a, a six person. Dave. Uh, 
Is there and I against you too? Me. Oh, oh, Medusa, <laughs> it would be unfair. It would be unfair <laughs> if you and I went against those two. He has no athletic <laughs> ability. Um, Andy is there, would be doing all the work. Is there a favorite of yours or is there somebody that you're like, man, I wish I could get in the ring with that person? That's that, you know, of course I get asked that a lot. And so I'm just going to, I answer it this way. If I were to get in and have a retire match, who would it be? Of course, my answer is someone that could carry my ass just in case I bump my head and I forget my spot. (laughs) It'd have to be somebody that, you know, could carry the match. All right. That's, that's fair enough. Yeah. I I mean, at this age, hell yeah. I have a question because you've had such a long career and you've been able to go. And I always think like, oh, there's certain people that you just make magic with when you're out there. And it's just, you know, you go out there and it's just like never a night off. You know what I mean? But (laughs) it's just a certain sense of magic that the two of you. Do you have an opponent like that in all your career that was just like one one person who, gosh, I could just wrestle that person every night forever? There was a few, of course, just Bull Nakano, because her and I never really spoke in in the ring. We just right. had that beautiful dance. And so, um, of course, that was, you know, a couple years of experience as well. Right. So, I mean, Leilani Kai was another one. Heidi Lee Morgan's another one. I mean, those those women were just so magical in the ring. Very, I mean, just good girls. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Psychology. You know who was really good at psychology and timing? was Sherry Martell. Psychology oh. was incredible with her and the timing. She was always at her spot um, mm-hmm. when she was, you know, all there. Um, Sherry was more or less a brawler than a real technical wrestler. Right. So, I mean, so there was just, she was incredible at what she did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. Last question, because we have to let you go. We could go for hours talking to you. But you know what? I want to save some for the book because I want people to order the book. Go to Amazon.com right now. The Woman Who Would Be King, the Medusa story, available right now. So make sure you go out and buy it. And make sure you buy it now because you're going to need this when you go to L.A. and you see Medusa <laughs> to have her autograph it. You need to buy I'll it have books. I'll have books there. Okay, though, but, well. but yeah. you know, we want people to pre-order. You know what? People should have two. Book it. They should buy two, one Ooh. to read and the other to get signed. So you yeah. can't read the one you get signed because then you can might you might you know hurt the autograph. But last question for me: When you sat down uh, with Greg Oliver to write this book, what was it like to kind of be like in that mindset way, telling your life story? Like, what was that like for you? I think you know Tommy and Mickey. You'll, you, it's like peeling back an onion guys Mm -hmm. you you i've been writing my whole story my whole life you know the last 40 years and i've tried to you know want to publish it probably three or four times but the timing wasn't right there's timing in everything Mm -hmm. and is sometimes you push so hard to make something work and it's just not working and we get frustrated but i believe in that it's because it's not supposed to right right so i i Oh my gosh. I feel, I feel for Greg. He had to speak to me for a year and a half, almost every day. (laughs) And he knows some amazing stories. And there's a lot of these stories that will go to the grave with me because this book isn't about shoving anyone under the bus. It's not about, you know, that five seconds of fame of bull crap. And, 
um, it, it's it's not about that. It's edu- it's educational. It's motivating. It's inspiring. It's um, there's a great there's a lot of great takeaway stories. And I think the most awesome thing about it is is a very dear friend of mine, Paul Heyman. Um, to this day, he wrote the forward to it, and him and I were speaking. He's like, Deuce, what's the title? And I'm like, Paul, I'm torn between two, and I just can't pick. And without even hearing the titles, he said, The Woman Who Would Be King. I was like, Oh my gosh, that is absolutely fantastic. It fits everything about, you know, in every angle. And um, yeah, so basically, he came up with the title. I love that. Well, there's a short list of wrestlers, you being one of them, that I think has inspired me that I can honestly say without your career, I don't know if I would be doing this show right now because you are a motivator. You are inspirational. And I thank you for that. And I hope everybody that's listening to us right now goes to Amazon.com. The Woman Who Would Be King, The Medusa Story. Make sure you buy that right now. Thank you so much for the time. And thank you for being a Mm. part of Women of Wednesday. We love you. Thank you to all of you. Mickey, thank you for continuing your dream and everything that you're doing. I'm very proud of you, by the way. I am. And Tommy, I want to tell you that that was the best bus ride ever. Speaking to you when we were going to uh, WrestleMania, I think it was. But you, yeah. I just, I think the world of you and Dave, thank you so much for this time and opportunity. And I wish everybody much success. Thanks. Thank thank you so much. And we appreciate you and hopefully we'll see you out in LA. And again, go to amazon.com. The woman who would be King, the Medusa story. Thank you so much for the time and uh, look forward to seeing you again. Thank you guys. Peace out. See you there. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. We are full speed on the road to WrestleMania. This is Dave LaGreca, host of Busted Open, a SiriusXM podcast. Join me and the Busted Open team every day for the best pro wrestling talk on the planet. It's all leading up to WrestleMania in L.A., where Busted Open will be coming to you live April 1st from the iconic Whiskey A Go-Go in Hollywood. To find out how you can join, stay tuned to Busted Open or on Twitter at Busted Open Radio. Download Busted Open every afternoon on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. AEW owner and president, Mr. Tony Khan. Tony, good morning and thanks for the time. Dave, thanks for having me on. As always. And uh, it's been a while and man, so much has happened over the last few weeks, but even more is going to happen tonight on Dynamite, 8 p.m. Eastern time. So let's get right into it because tonight looks like it's going to be one hell of a show. Tonight is one of the most stacked cards we've had all year, and it's going to be an awesome show, I think. I'm really excited about the great wrestling, and in addition to all the huge matches, I think it's such an important milestone for us to have our first international show of 2023 tonight in Winnipeg. Uh, It's a big event for us. Anytime AEW does an international event, anytime we go to Canada, and especially tonight being in the hometown of two of AEW's greatest champions, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, tonight in Winnipeg. I got to agree. You got three of the four greatest wrestlers or athletes of all time from Winnipeg. You have Kenny Omega. You have Chris Jericho. You have Don Callis. The only person missing is Roddy Piper, all Winnipeg peeps. Those are the Mount Rushmore of Winnipeg. Uh, First of all, how's the weather there? And two, what are you expecting for tonight? It's chilly, but I think I expect a hot show tonight. Thanks for the setup, Tommy. And I think it's going to be a great night. Uh, There's so much on tap in terms of great wrestling. But, yeah, to answer your first question, it's pretty cold up here in Winnipeg. I actually saw something amazing last night. You know, we travel every week to all these great cities, and we've had – so many great places we've gone over the years for AEW Dynamite and all of our great events. 
And last night, for the first time ever, I saw the Northern Lights flying into Winnipeg. So that really? was pretty cool. Yeah, um, seen plenty of Northern Lights suplexes, uh, <laughs> but never seen the actual Northern Lights. So that was pretty awesome. And uh, hopefully a good omen for, I think, what can be a great night tonight on TBS at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, uh, for what should be a really great dynamite tonight. You know, and, and Tony, and I always bring this up all the time when we have you on, that obviously you're the owner and president of AEW, but you're always, to me, like just one of the most hardcore pro wrestling fans that I've ever had the pleasure to meet. So what is it like for you like to be in Winnipeg for Dynamite tonight? You know, to to have a show at the Cow Palace, some of these some of these great venues and some of these great historic cities for you? Well, it's been amazing. It was great having events in the Cow Palace, but then also it was amazing having our debut event at the Chase Center, and that was one of the best shows we've ever had. It was a really special week for AEW, I think. And now having the chance to debut in Winnipeg, it's a, another huge, huge night for us. I'm really excited for it. And I think the show is so stacked in terms of big matches and uh, big moments tonight. I believe we're going to bring the fans in Winnipeg a really special debut event and hopefully a great show for all the fans all around the world that everybody can watch tonight on TBS. Well, one thing I'm looking forward to, Tommy, I'm, I apologize, Tommy, no um, is uh, the rebar mitzvah of MJF. Uh, he's been posting pictures of his first bar mitzvah, so I have a feeling uh, this is going to be something special tonight on Dynamite. I think so. I'm really looking forward to the rebar mitzvah of MJF. It's a very, very exciting uh, thing to have the world champion out on television, but it's a very unusual circumstance to have the champion appear uh, doing something pretty unorthodox. <laughs> the rebar mitzvah of Maxwell Jacob Friedman, the AEW world champion, tonight on TBS. Last week we saw Ruby Soho make an important decision. The outcasts are going to be on uh, dynamite tonight. Uh, Ruby Soho, Tony storm and Soraya uh, should be very, very interesting what they have to say uh, tonight on dynamite. Yes. It was very interesting hearing some of the psychology behind Ruby Soho's motivations. And I'm interested to hear more from the outcast tonight. I think Tony storm, Soraya and now Ruby Soho have all come into AEW with great fanfare. And they've all shown that really they're not here to get the love from the fans uh, or to celebrate the love of pro wrestling. Really, they're in it for themselves. And Ruby Soho, I think, is somebody that has been very popular with the fans in AEW. And we saw that's not really what she's all about anymore. Uh, And she had some reasoning and i hate to say it but at least some of what she said did have some truth to it and there was some logic but i think it's too bad uh a couple of regrettable moments led to ruby soho making a pretty harsh decision and now we've seen ruby soho joined up with these outcasts and they have the potential to really dominate in aew you have some great world champion caliber wrestlers in that group, including a former AEW world champion in Tony Storm, along with Soraya and Ruby Soho. And the sky's the limit for that group. 
I think, and we'll be excited to hear more from them tonight on AEW Dynamite on TBS. Uh, I watched and praised, um, and, and please correct me, the, the show that airs after Rampage, before every pay-per-view, um, it, it's kind of a recap show of all the feuds that are coming into the the pay-per-view. It aired the Friday before the, the most recent one, and I love that show. It it showed such depth and characters and, like, why. Ruby had such real personal um conversations and revealing parts of herself that I was so invested in. And I thought, man, this is going to be it for her. She's going to be the woman in AEW. And then when she turned, I was shocked, which it's hard to shock me. And then with, I always say every wrestler needs their origin story or the reason of why. And when she gave her reasons, like you said, there was some merit to her truth, to why she did what she did. I love the fact now that we have clarity on what we're doing, as well as now the group I just saw has a name. Um, and going forward, I think this is going to be a big force within AEW. Uh, you personally, because you know, I, I know the conundrum of being the owner and bringing these people who are here to stir it up in your company when you see it on the one side, it's it's good for ratings. On the other side, it's man, it's it's messing up my locker room. So you have to somewhat deal with that. So uh, what is your like kind of stance on all that? Like, I mean, I feel Ruby's a massive, massive star, and her why had a lot of real reasons why. Yeah, I think that it was a great reasoning, and there's very legitimate reasons why Ruby Soho was upset, but. I think they were all things that Ruby could have worked through with the fans. And really, at the end, the fans have always supported Ruby, but there were a couple moments, uh, I guess, where that wasn't true. But I think that deep down, they always did love her. And I think uh, when she saw them choose other people in those moments, whether it was Britt Baker at AEW Grand Slam in the main event, in our first ever Grand Slam show, or whether it was the match against Chris Statlander at Rampage, uh, where we saw the crowd really take uh, Statlander's side over Ruby, and we saw Ruby go on to get that huge win, and again, uh, she didn't have that support from the crowd going into the big match. And then uh, this past week, we had AEW Revolution, one of the best events we've ever had. It was a great championship match, but we saw Jamie Hayter is very much the fan favorite. So whether it was on a huge dynamite, a huge rampage, or a huge pay-per-view, time and time again, uh, Ruby Soho had these moments where she came close, and when it came down to it, I guess she felt like the fans picked other people. But I think the fans did love her, and I felt like her moment was coming, but uh, she's made a choice to join up with the outcasts. And I think it's going to be very interesting to hear from them tonight. And, uh, you know, they've really run roughshod over a lot of people in AEW in recent weeks, and they've made a lot of enemies. So certainly that's something to keep an eye on. And, and Tony, it's, it's, it's interesting. And, you know, we know this from all sports too. You can build your team through free agency. And we know now that free agency uh, window is open in the NFL, or you can build with the draft, the AEW fan base, as you know, is hardcore. 
and they really love that homegrown talent. And, you know, Soraya, when she first showed up and she started talking about her accolades outside of AEW, the fan base was firm at that, like, hey, what you did outside of AEW doesn't matter now because now you're here. And, you know, her saying that this is my house, they were quick to say, this isn't your house. This is Britt Baker's house. So it's very interesting to see, like, what's happened with the progression of Soraya, Tony Storm, and Ruby Soho because your fan base, Tony, really loves the, the talent that you built from day one. Absolutely. But I think, really, this is a place where wrestlers can come in, establish themselves, and prove it. Come to AEW, and if you believe you're the best, come here and try to prove it. And we've seen people come in time and time again, and a lot of these great free agents are really accepted by the fans. And I thought that was an exception where, to your point, Dave, we saw the wrestler come in and try to put themselves ahead of the company, and it didn't work. And now, you know, they've resorted to turning on the fans. And I think these outcasts, certainly it'll be interesting to see tonight uh, what they have to say for themselves. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And Dave, let me just, because uh, I've seen people being like, oh, Tony's, or even heard wrestlers, Tony favors his originals, or or Tony, um, you know, he, he, and I'm like, no, because I've been with Tony, if I could share a personal, when a, a, a star player was traded, Jalen Ramsey, I was with him, and he was just like, he's a great guy. I wish him nothing but success, but we got draft picks, and we got so, and he was, and then a Clay uh, Campbell went to Baltimore, and he was like, what a great guy, man. I, I want him to succeed, and then look what we got from it. And it was just this continuous build. And oh, by the way, Jags made the playoffs. Um, so it, it's it's how a businessman looks. You can have, and, and I've watched it on his other business ventures, and I see it uh, pro wrestling. I, I love the Tony brain, and uh, I just like I, I appreciate that because that's when I said also as a business owner, it's what's right for business. Correct, Tony. Thank you. Yeah. Well, those are very kind words. I appreciate it, but that's all true. I, you know, I really do love, uh, our homegrown stars. And I also love when we have a chance to bring in great new talent and make the roster even stronger. And I really believe AEW has the best roster in all of pro wrestling. We've had some people out injured and, you know, a lot of people have come back in recent months and it's great to have the roster getting closer and closer to a hundred percent. Uh, certainly you're never going to be 100% healthy in pro wrestling, just like in the NFL. But I do think uh, for AEW right now, we've got such an exciting opportunity. I'm so excited for tonight's show. For anybody who hasn't seen AEW recently, we're on a great run of shows, and Revolution was one of the best events we've ever done since the company launched, and I really believe it's one of the best wrestling pay-per-views I've ever seen. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Sirius XM Podcasts.
For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 